Hey guys, welcome to Catholic in America. Today we are talking about the scripture passage that says, call no man your father. If you like this episode, please like, share, and subscribe. So these three fathers will tell you what Jesus meant by that. All right, welcome back to Catholic in America. Uh, guys, great episode today. I'm joined by Father Doug Martin. Father Tom Dillon, I'm Father Michael Nixon, and Father, 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 I'm gonna keep saying that all over and over again because the scripture passage that we get, we hear a lot, you've probably heard this before, is uh, from Matthew 23. So we're, we're gonna talk about that where Jesus says, call no man father, and why the heck are priests called father as well? So, yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and being a, a married priest, and there's an episode on that if you'd like to see, but being a married priest, I have one of my children that calls me father, father. So exactly. I'm like getting it twice now. Absolutely. So, yeah, so you yeah. were just disobeying the Lord All left and right. Yeah. So, I'll, so I'll read the verse here. This is from Matthew chapter 23. And we're going to talk about, and then we're going to talk a little bit about the priesthood and about this, this title of father and why the church uses that and, uh, and see if it corresponds to what Jesus is saying. So, so, uh, so in the Gospel of Matthew chapter 23, during this denunciation of the scribes and the Pharisees, uh, Jesus is speaking to the crowds about these scribes and Pharisees, about the, the political, or excuse me, the religious leaders, and and basically the uh, the ways that you're called to to follow what what they say, but not what they do. And then talking about how they love, they tie up heavy burdens, place them on people's shoulders, never lift a finger to move them. All their works are performed to be seen. They widen their phylacteries, lengthen their tassels. They love places of honor. And greetings and marketplaces and the salutation rabbi, which means teacher. So, you know, rabbis for you should not, do not be called rabbi. Do not be called teacher. Um, you have the one teacher and you're all brothers. And this is when they quote, call no one on earth your father. If you have one yeah. father in heaven, do not be called master. You have one master, the Messiah. And the greatest among you must be your servant. So, father, uh, fetch your yes, so, father. So, Doug um, <laughs> or Tom, <laughs> Mike. Mike. This, the, how have you heard this brought up as far as people struggling with this or hearing this passage? That's been, you, and you grew up in, in yeah. a, a Protestant family, so, yeah, so yeah. I'm sure it's come up. So, yeah, so, so not so much in my family, but in my friend groups and, um, and, and some of the guys that I used to hang out with. Yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's brought up in, you know, the, the literal sense of the verse. I mean, you know, and, and it's also brought up not really in context either. You know, you, Let's, um, let's let's be honest about this. When when you just quote just a line out of the out of the scriptures, sometimes it's it's ripped and taken out of context. Oh and come so, on, come on! I, <laughs> I love Bible darts. Take a little take a little scripture passage and just throw it at just someone. Throw it at someone. Yeah. So so you know. So I gave a little bit of the context. So I read a little bit ahead of it, and, in a sense, that kind of. That yeah. to me kind of almost changes a little bit of it, but yeah, but it yeah, yeah. But, but yeah, but but just the idea that uh, to call no man father, and, it, and it, it was always amazing to me that this applied to priests, but not to you know earthly dads either, even though it says that. But yeah, I mean, just brought up as a way to kind of throw that dart at, at, at Catholics and to kind of, what it does is it's supposed to cast some aspersion on us that, 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 you know, we're doing something that we shouldn't do. And so obviously it's not true, but yeah, hear it quite a bit and just quoted, no real context given to it. No, no comment even. It's, it's almost like a mic drop, you know? You know, you're supposed to call no man father and you're done. Right. And so that, right. that proves the point Done, over with, but yeah, I hear it quite a bit. <laughs> well, Tom, have you? <laughs> uh, have I heard this? Yes. Uh, it's uh, Within the context of the passage, the passage is very obviously talking about hypocrisy and seeking place. Well, we'll get there. We'll get yeah, there, yeah, 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 yeah. So, so what am I supposed to be answering? <laughs> no, 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 I, I think about this in terms of... of um, like sometimes people who maybe have grown up Catholic or, yeah. or, or and then someone 
confronts them with this, and maybe you know some of our viewers, maybe who grew up Catholic, and then all of a sudden says, you know, you're not supposed to call any man father. Why do you call your priest father? It says right here in the Bible, and it's kind of like, oh, it seems seems pretty on the nose. Right. Um, and so, so just recognizing that now they're usually not like going up to someone who has a teacher and be like, you know, you're not supposed to call anyone, right. anyone your teacher. <laughs> Never heard it happen in a yeah, university. Don't ever call that ever. person a teacher. You know, you know, it, mm-hmm. you know. So it's only in this particular thing. Correct. But it is, it is interesting how much because I think it speaks to the wider aspect of religious authority, of where we put place our trust, of of where authority comes from. Um, the, yeah, also, there's all sorts of aspects to that I think are really important. But I want to talk a little bit today about the priesthood because I think this gives gives a good intro into this and the fact that we are called Father within the Catholic Catholic mm-hmm. Church, and the reason for that is rooted in the Scriptures. It's not something you know that that's that's divorced from that. Maybe even share a little bit of, of our stories too right. of, of becoming priests. So so recognizing that if if you've heard that before, call no man Father. I think on, on the face, and I'll let you go ahead, Father Tom. How, what what would your response be? If someone's like, I thought it said in the Bible you can call no man father context the context of the whole passage (laughs) the context of the whole passage is jesus talking about people who are seeking places of honor and see people who are seeking honor for the sake of honor but not actually fulfilling their role he's not he's not telling people that they can't be teachers actually saint paul in the new testament directly says and tells people that there's a function and role in the church one of the gifts of the church is rules of teachers. And he actually says teachers should be paid twice. Yes. If you yeah. remember that. As he yeah, says, teachers, our, good teachers should be paid twice, which I'm a teacher right now at yeah, John Paul II. Some of our school. public educators are like, amen, brother. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> uh, so teachers should be paid twice. So the context of what Jesus is talking about, and that's why the, the real literal interpretation of the scriptures mm-hmm. um, is always the, which is in the Hebrew, the Peshat. So the full context of the literal is what is the passage actually saying, brass tacks on the nose, like the surface layers. The first layer Jesus is talking about, and that's why the context is important. He's talking about people who are using authority and abusing authority and not using their authority for the sake of, of others, mm-hmm. but they're using it for their own glorification. And this is why Jesus is being very critical, and that's why he's saying don't seek. And parallel to his other parable where he says don't seek the best place at the table. Right. Seek the last place at the table. That way you can be raised up. If you seek the best place, you're going to be lowered down. And so it's the glorification and seeking of titles. It's, and it's the same thing. It's, I mean, uh, PhD, uh, what, what does that stand for? Do you remember? I don't, no. I think it's... I don't have one. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, I have one of my name. Yeah, I've heard, I mean, so yeah. when you're seeking titles for the sake of titles, this is the context of what Jesus is talking about. And then likewise, we have the words of St. Paul in the New Testament as well, where he says to the people, I believe it's of Corinth, he says, you have many guardians, many protectors in Christ. You only have one father referencing himself. He said, me. and yeah. be yeah. like me. And so I became, like, I became your father well, in yeah. faith. So, yeah. Because Timothy, yeah. I mean, My beloved so, son. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so Jesus, Jesus is very obviously not doing away with the role and vocation of fatherhood. Yes, praise <laughs> God for that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and I think that's important too, because in, in a sense, it's one of those, there's in a, sense, a hyperbolic kind of aspect of it that yeah. Jesus is, is making a strong statement in order to make a point, and the point is what we need to, to hold fast to, um, and, it, and it only comes out against calling Catholic priests fathers. There's no other right. context the, where this is used. It's as never been used any other way. Um, yeah. You know, for uh, masters of divinity, you know, being, you know, every, every, every <laughs> basically every Protestant pastor mm-hmm. in the world, or in yeah. the, at least in the United States, has a masters of divinity, and he says, mm-hmm. "Call no man master." So, you know, yeah. we're, we're out there. Every, everyone has teachers, and, and yeah. he says, "Call no man teacher." Yeah. So everyone, you know, everyone has fathers as well. So recognizing that, just on the, on the nose of it. 
what do you call your dad? I call my dad, dad and father. Right, and those right. things, I'm not violating what Jesus said. Jesus calls, Abraham refers to him as father, father Abraham. Abraham. So anyway, so sort of recognizing that on the face of it. So then getting back to the priesthood, I think, I think this is maybe the, the, the um, uh, for us, kind of where our conversation could go today, because having priests within the church, uh, we've had an episode about why, why um, you know, about married priests, and we have Father mm-hmm. Doug, who is, is actually married. He was an Episcopalian, uh, ordained in another denomination that became Catholic, and, yeah. him and him and his lovely wife are now part of the Catholic Church, and he's a pr- ordained priest in the Catholic Church. So, welcome. Validly, yeah. thank you. <laughs> Validly <laughs> ordained. And uh, Father Tom and I are, are not married, um, and we're, we're, we're all priests, but we get called father, and there's something about that. Maybe, maybe we could just kind of break it down to this. The first time, if you can remember, the first time that you were called father, yeah. like what, what, what did that mean? What, what did that mean for you? I'll, I'll go first, and I, and I can say this for myself, and you have the, the double experience of having right. your, your kids and, and being yeah. a priest. But I remember I was just ordained a priest, and um, we had like a reception at my home parish, and it was my first mass, and it was a beautiful time. My dad preached, my father um, nice. preached, and uh, it was really interesting. So the deacon, before he preaches, um, before he, he proclaims the gospel, he says, your blessing, Father. So he gets a blessing right. from the priest and then goes and proclaims the gospel. So it was really interesting. My dad yeah. saying to me, your yeah. blessing, Father, you know? Yeah. And so me giving him that blessing, that priestly blessing, not, it had nothing to do with my authority over him because of, of my age, obviously, because of my rank in life, obviously. He's my dad because of my wisdom. He's much more wise than me. Right. But the fact that I'm, I'm a priest, that there was something within that. So I remember that moment. And so my dad preaching, which was really powerful, and he did a great job, and he's a great preacher. Um, but then afterwards, we had a reception, and I just remember, you know, I was kind of sitting at one point, and we're kind of clearing out. And this, this little girl with this family in Tallahassee, she just goes, bye, Father. And yeah. I just from that moment, just kind of like struck me, like, oh, my gosh. Like, wow, yeah. there's something profound about this about this. Uh, this reality, you know, that that I obviously don't deserve, and I'm, I'm uh, but but that I, I'm not I'm now stepping into as a priest. So that, that's yeah. kind of what I remember as the first time yeah. getting getting called that. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think that probably the I remember uh, ordination day. Obviously, when we got ordained, I remember being called father, and it was just the initial my initial response was just kind of awkward and just like oh, this is kind of a little bit weird. Uh, <laughs> but I'll, I remember the first time that I was. I remember like yourself. I remember the first time that it really impacted me. It was in the first year. Of being a priest, and I was at a conference, and I was hearing confessions of young people, of teenagers at this conference, and I didn't ever heard confessions up until that point. It was a couple of months in the priesthood, and all of a sudden, I had one confessee who came in, um, teenage girl, and came in and just like bared her heart out, and it had been years since she'd been coming to confession. And just so you know, we can talk generally about confessions further. Those, right. As long as we don't reveal the details uh, for those who are listening, so we're not going to talk about. I'm not going to talk about anyone's. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But I remember no. in the context of this confession, she uh, had parent had had uh, had had parent troubles and had uh, a lot of father issues and father problems, and really shared her shared her soul. And was I think, um, and she, I mean, she told me that this was kind of the first time that she had a, like a really powerful experience in confession. And so I remember like having this really beautiful moment as I was leading her to God the Father in this moment where I really felt that the Spirit was really working in her. And I actually saw a transformation that was happening at that time as God was breaking open her heart. Um, so I mean, it was just something the next next confessee comes in and you're like, okay, keep going forward. But I'll never forget, because at the very end of that trip, as I was getting on, as I was about to get on my bus to go home, this girl broke away and I didn't even see her. She broke away from a crowd across the way, came up, and gave me a, a big, huge hug, mm. and like had tears in her eyes. She's like, "Thank you, Father." Wow. Mm. And then ran off. 
Yeah. Wow. So like in that moment, like, I mean, I, I'm still tearing yeah. up a little bit. I was yeah, just, I mean, just this, this beautiful, profound moment of just recognizing. And I recognized like in prayer later, I was just like, what God told me, he's like, you are the father to the lost. Mm. And like just this, this beautiful moment of God using the priest and using me as a priest and to be a father to those who had poor fathers. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I got several stories and I'll try and stay brief about it. But, um, you know, first time being called uh, father, um, actually was as a priest, wasn't as a, um, as a dad. But, um, but, you know, yeah, just I, I remember actually um, being called well, no, actually it was before. Yeah, we had Micah before I was uh, actually ordained a priest. So um, just remember them handing me my son for the first time and getting to hold him and say, you're a father, you know, and you're like, it hits you, you know. Wow. Yeah, you are a father, you know. And so um, and, and the, the ontological change that happens there that hmm. I can no longer at that moment go back to being not father. Yeah. Um, so the, there's something real about that. And it didn't just happen in, in having a child. I mean, that's what happens to us in priesthood as well. When those hands are laid on us, there's an ontological change in each of us that we're father now. Um, I remember um, the, the, one of the first times having um, this, we had, as an Episcopal priest, I was um, you know, called father as well. And I can remember us having a 94-year-old man in our congregation who had only come into the church three years before that, only became Christian and, and, and was confirmed at 91 or 92 years old. I'll never forget him coming up to me and asking me for, he said, may I have your blessing, Father? And just thinking, man, this guy shouldn't be calling me that. I'm 30 years old. You know what? I mean, you know, so just the, 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 really the, the reality of that and, and, you know, feeling that. Um, I think this time around is a, is a Catholic priest, though. Uh, probably the most pr profound time was when uh, Bishop uh, Bill Watt kneeled in front of me and said, You're blessing, Father. And, and you know, to give that, that first priestly blessing and to, to be able to give it to him and to be called that was just. The, the reality of the situation for me and the, and the, the beauty of that situation. Um, but there's one other time that was really um, very special to me. It's, it's a little sad, but very special to me. Um, as a youth minister, I was a youth minister for 10 years in the Catholic Church before uh, coming to our diocese and being, being ordained a priest. And um, I had a, a, a note written to me on, there's this retreat that you go on where you write notes to, to people, the people who are, are serving on it and the people who are actually the retreatants. And so sometimes they'll write to you. Um, and so one of the one of the girls that I had taken to it, who was um, one of our leaders and she was giving a talk, she, she wrote me a note. And in the note it said, you know, thank you so much for all your time you've given to us. And she said, you've been more of a father to me than my own father. Mm. And, and you know, it's a little sad that her father had not been, but, but just that she viewed me that way was was a very was a very touching thing and mm. you know I didn't hold the title of father at that point as far as like for her in, in any way but but to have that conferred onto me by, by someone was um, very touching absolutely yeah. I know we're on holy ground we're kind of yeah. we get invited to those places um, with people so I want to talk mm -hmm. we're, we're going to take a quick break and I want to come back and talk a little bit more about the fatherhood of God that in a sense we get to um, uh, we get to, to, to live in that grace as God's beloved sons who are called to be father-like to, um, uh, to others, but also too, just, just the gift of the priesthood that we get to participate in well yeah. and maybe gives people insights into our lives as priests. So we're gonna take a quick break and we'll be right back.
Welcome back to Catholic in America. We're talking about the scripture passage that says, call no man father, and our own role as spiritual fathers, as priests, and so, so just uh, the, the reality of that. Yeah, I, you know, I, I have another story, but this is a little different. So when I first came into the Catholic Church, I was uh, called to the uh, Diocese of Rockford in Rockford, Illinois, and was um, was there going through um, some examinations to to see if they wanted to invite me in there to into their diocese. And uh, one of the local priests was hosting me, and so while I was there, he asked me to speak to his RCIA class. And and as I was speaking to them, but well, before I started, he introduced me as. You know, Father Doug Martin, he's an Episcopal priest. He's considering becoming a Catholic priest. And so, you know, he's going to speak to us today. And so he's more of a father than I am. And and in front of them, I I couldn't take it. In front of them, I said, don't ever say that again. Hmm. That's because you are a father. Okay, so you haven't had a child. You're a father. And you're more of a father right now, or just as much of a father as I am, hmm. because you have just you have more children than I do at the moment. <laughs> you you have more responsibility than I do at this very moment because I have one child, and you have many here. So please don't ever denigrate yourself in that way. And so I've always tried to tell priests not to do that because there's sometimes that that they in their their zeal to be humble, and I appreciate that part of it. They'll, they'll make statements like that, like, I'm, I'm not a father as much as you are. And, and it's just, it's not seeing the priesthood for what it is and for, and for really for, for what we're called to. We're, we're fathers. I mean, I'm, yeah. I am, I'm a double father because I, I have a child, but also because I'm a priest. And those two realities are, are very real to me. And, and I don't want any of my brother priests to think that someone's a, more of a father than they are just because biologically speaking, they may not have had a child mm. in that way. But the spiritual children that, that we give birth to is just phenomenal and amazing and more than we could give birth to biologically. Yeah, well, so th- this verse um, speaks of you have one father in heaven, you know, God. And so in a sense, all fatherhood, and this is a great, another line from, 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 from St. Paul where he talks about, I, I bend my knee to the father, from whom all families under heaven take their name. So all mm-hmm. fatherhood, all paternity comes is rooted in um, in God. All family life is rooted in God as well. Yeah. So this revelation of God as Father, I think there's something really, really important about that. So so for you for you all, and and, and understand God as a Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. But particularly God as Father, what how does that inform your faith or your or your own kind of uh, living this out? And then. Obviously, from there, the way that you're called to behave and live as someone who's called father or father on a daily basis. Yeah, my first encounter with God, where I was, when also when I had kind of my, my reversion, conversion, because I'd stepped away from my faith for a couple of years. And uh, I was in Rome, and I encountered God for the first time, and God revealed himself to me as father. Hmm. Um, and it was only after my experience of community and uh, authentic spirit in the context of community, which opened me up to that. But when God revealed himself and told me very clearly in prayer, it was like one of those really intense, powerful moments. And the majority of, at least I don't know about your guys' spiritual life, but mine, it's not as intense Mm -hmm. as those moments can sometimes be, those mountaintop experiences. But where God told me very clearly in prayer, he's like, Tommy, he's like, I am your father. Mm. And like, I'd heard that before. Like, obviously, I knew that from Scripture, and I'd heard that before. Kind of the concept yeah, of the it. Yeah, the concept of it. Yeah. I'd, I'd heard about God, the Father, but I had never until God spoke to me in prayer and revealed himself as a father and very clearly told me, I am your father. Um, I also, he's like, and I will teach you 
how to be my son. Mm. That was another thing he told me. I was like, I don't, he's like, I want you to be a father. I was like, I don't know how to do that. He's like, I will teach you how to do that. Mm. So for me, like God the Father, I've always had a, a very strong connection to God the Father um, in that sense, because also like, also in the same sense, like in my priesthood and my ministry, like I'm called to generate life. Mm. I'm called to sow my seeds out into the world. And the seed which we, which we spread as a priest in the church is the, is the seed which is the word is what uh, St. Justin Martyr and then later uh, Irenaeus, but Justin Martyr talked about the Logos Spermaticos. We inseminate the word, we send out the word into the world. And that predominantly through the preaching faculties of the priest who preaches and in that way is actually a father in preaching and instruction and teaching. You scatter the seed abroad and you see where the spirit will, it's not up to you at the end of the day. It's one of the things that actually is encouraging to me as a father and priest, because like how often do we preach in the church and how often do we do ministry? And we don't always see the fruits of our labors, mm. right? But we're still called to be faithful to the preaching of the word. and We're called to be faithful to our ministry, even when we don't necessarily see fruits. And so like for me, especially if I'm starting to get discouraged or beat down, I'm just like, oh, this is fruitless. I'm toiling like Adam at the earth and nothing's, nothing's <laughs> coming out of my ministry. Nothing's coming out of this. But then the voice of God, the father reminds me, he's a, comes to me like in those silent moments of prayer where he reminds me of, he's like, it's about being faithful. Faith, mm. Faithfully sow the word, faithfully preach the gospel, faithfully live the gospel. He's like, and fruit will come in time. He's like, you be faithful, don't look to be fruitful. Because mm. so often though, we find like, we stop being faithful when we stop seeing the fruits. When we start seeking fruitfulness, when we start seeking fruitfulness, we oftentimes abandon faithfulness. Right. Versus I'm called to be faithful, and eventually it doesn't matter if I'm fruitful. If I'm faithful, I will be fruitful. But mm. in that, I, to me, that to me is like the heart of also spiritual fatherhood and what I've learned from God the Father is I'm called to be faithful. It doesn't matter what other people are doing. I'm called to spread the word. I'm called to be faithful. And then, likewise, conversely, is that I'm called to receive whatever children God brings to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Like I receive, like I, I don't create, I don't create children, but God sends me children. God sends me, mm. God sends me the, and it's the same way that actually, even as a physical father, mm-hmm. yeah. like right, you, like the father in physical fatherhood, you spread the seed, right? But it's not you who creates the life, yeah. but then they are reciprocated, returned to you by your wife. Mm-hmm. And then now there's, there's a new relationship in the same way, like, God sends me people, oftentimes not the people I'd necessarily want. <laughs> but there still, is a, there still is an opportunity in that, in encountering and becoming a true father. And it's like that, that beautiful moment of where you actually start to, to teach, to instruct, and to not just like tell people what to do. Like, cause I, I don't know about you, but I, I, don't, I don't respond very well to people telling me what to do. Mm-hmm. But I do respond very well to a person being interested in me and being in relationship, which is why like in that spiritual fatherhood in my ministry, it's like, it's journeying with people, it's companioning mm, with yeah. people, it's finding friends with people and being a father who instructs and teaches and guides in relationship. Yeah. yeah I, I think too, it's interesting that we live in a time marked maybe as much or more than any other time by fatherlessness, like the, the, you know, the wound of our time. And, and I always think John Paul II, who was a great spiritual father, uh, you know, uh, Pope means Papa, you know, it's a word, right. it's a word for Papa, right. um, you know, that, that uh, Pope John Paul II, uh, he talked about original sin, like the first sin back in the Garden of Eden is an attack on fatherhood. Yeah. And there's something profound about it. This is the fatherhood of God, that the devil, we're made in the image and likeness of God, God delights in us. I heard this this children's telling of, of, of the book of Genesis recently. It was so beautiful. And, um, and in it, God creates um, Adam 
and he laughs and he says, you look just like me. Yeah. It's this beautiful kind of like intimacy with my, my son, you know, made in my image and like that God delights in, in, in his son, he delights in us. But original sin is an attack on that, basically like causing us to doubt God's fatherhood, that God is now a tyrant. And that's what the enemy's always doing. He's always attacking our relationship with God the Father and calling it into question. God the Father never stops being our father, never stops loving us. Praise God for that. Uh, but I think about that today, especially we have so many people who are suffering, maybe because of tyrannical fathers, yeah. you know, their biological fathers, um, teachers, sometimes clergy, God have mercy on us, Lord yeah. Jesus have mercy on us, um, you know, priests that have, have betrayed their vows or hurt people by their action or interaction, in, inaction. And because of that, so often we turn and kind of rebel against fatherhood. But man, that, that, that cuts us off. That, with the enemy... If we feel fatherless, the enemy has us exactly where he wants right. us to be. So I think that's another reason why spiritual fatherhood is so important and our role as priests is so important in, in, in this world. Yeah, and, and you know, you're asking us for our experience of it too. You know, I, some of my experience really does come from having a good father, from mm -hmm. having a father that, that provided for me, that loved me, that was affectionate towards me in a proper way. Um, you know, all of those things. And, and, and you know, I can remember hearing you know, you know, I'm, I'm like you. I've never had fanciful things happen to me uh, spiritually, like you know, visions or anything like that. But, but I have had moments where I've, I've felt like God was saying something to me, or, or was, you know, giving me a, a thought or, or, or a, a concept. And so there's been times where I've felt the embrace of God, where I've really felt like that He's embracing me, like, a, you know, like well, like my earthly dad did, but in a way that, hmm. um, that exceeded it and, and couldn't, you know, and I couldn't describe it. Um, and, and just the, the, the fatherly care that, that, um, that I've experienced, you know, particularly from God himself. And, and so the, the opportunity to have that, that relationship with him and to be able to relate to him as father, I mean, I really, I really do that quite a bit. I mean, that, that really is the way my prayers are, are kind of directed is to, you know, is to God as father being a, a provider, a lover of our souls, the, the, you know, the, the one who's um, always there for us, always seeking us, always uh, wanting us. And, and how important that is to, to really know that that really is the way, you know, the, the, that really is, that concept is a true concept of who God is and that anything I see on earth is father comes from from the image of God himself it comes that fatherhood comes from him not from us we didn't create fatherhood we didn't think up you know this be a great way to do it um, no we're, we're yeah. taking from the the truth the objective truth that's there of what father is and who father is and, and there's no greater place that we get that than from the prayer itself called our father I mean yeah. there's lots of times I give that as a penance to people and I'll say you know pray through it slowly and as you're praying through this Think about all the ways in this prayer that God is telling you the type of father he is to you. Mm. I think that that's, that's really, because Jesus' words here are, anyone in authority should read these words and, mm -hmm. and allow our hearts to be shook by it. Am, am I taking advantage of people by my authority? Whether that's, that's parents or a boss or, or obviously a religious leader, because he's specifically speaking to religious leaders here, um, or someone who's a teacher, yeah. like am I, am I putting myself up and putting down others, all those sorts of things are really, really, am I, as he says, you know, making heavy burdens for other people to carry, not lifting a finger. Um, but recognizing that 
if I'm called father, and I, I was ordained at 27 years old, you were probably about the, about that mm -hmm. age, you know, you know, and, and 28, 29, yeah, and, there, and yeah. like so, in our 20s, we're ordained, called being, you know, yeah. 90 year olds calling us father. My dad calling yeah. me father, yeah, <laughs> you know, it's, it's it's not all the time. He doesn't call me that, like at home, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> in, in, in the liturgy, he did, yeah, yeah. But that should constantly be calling us. To, am, am I can I, first of all that I'm a son. And it's because of that that I can be a father, but that, and I'm loved as a son, which is amazing. I have a good love, but I need to become more like God the Father. And that, that to me is such a, if we're praying, you know, we're praying the Our Father, we recognize this is what God is like. Mm -hmm. This is, so Lord, tra transform me to become more like that. So when people see me, you know, they, they see him, him, you know, then that, that, that's really such a beautiful challenge, but mystery that we're involved in as, particularly as priests. Well, and, you know, that really is the purpose, uh, I mean, to a certain extent of, of the image that we have, that, that we're, you know, we're imaging him in, in the world. We're imaging God the Father in the world. And how dare we, you know, mess that up by not being a good father? Because mm -hmm. like you said, the, 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 the good side of it is, is that when we are, it, it, it it speaks to the beauty of who God is, His Father. But when we're not, it detracts from it, and that's the reason why there, there's so much there's so much of a problem. That's the reason why there's such a high call to be a father, a biological father, or, or, or you know, a father in that way, um, and, and spiritual father as well. But that's also the reason why when abuse happens, what it can do, the damage it can have on a person, on a family, on a society, on a church. Um, I mean, we're we're seeing those damages now, just with you know, the, with the abuse crisis and scandals that we've all gone through and uh, the way people view us, mm. um, you know, it, it, it comes through and it comes through very clearly and it's, and it hurts. It hurts the children. That's Absolutely. who it hurts. Yeah. Absolutely. So, so a couple of thoughts, maybe, maybe just for us is in sort of just reflecting on this, our call as priests. Um, I just want to say a word of encouragement to any, any young men who are watching this, if you're in love with Jesus Christ and you're figuring out where his call for your life, if God's calling you the priesthood, it's it's the best. I mean, it, yeah. it really is. It's an amazing call. It's very humbling. It's beautiful. Um, but just, just to seriously ask that question of the Lord's calling you to this. But also, too, maybe something as well for people who aren't priests or, or aren't going to become priests. Just, you know, that thought of, of it's so easy to uh, be negative towards those in any position of authority, whether it's government or your boss or priests, definitely. And there's Teacher. teachers. Yeah. There's enough blame to go around. There's enough mistakes to go around. The Pope, you know, yeah. your bishop, whatever it might be. <laughs> But man, I mean, what a difference it makes. And this is something from my own conviction, because you know, my interaction with my own father, my, my earthly father, who I love, um, but ha we have our own areas of struggle, and, 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 but also to priests. I've been so blessed by good priests, but do I take time to pray for fathers? Do yeah. I take time to, to pray for priests and that they can become more like God the Father? Because I think that's such a huge thing. When, when someone comes up to me and tells me, Father, I know you've been going through this or that, and I've been praying for you. Like, man, that makes such a huge difference for me that 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 just strengthens me in, in, in my, my life and ministry. Yeah. I'd also say allowing ourselves to um, restore, not because he needs to be restored, but to restore our image of the Father in the Old Testament. Hmm. Um, I mean, how often do we hear this, uh, this which, which in reality, a, a, false, a false dichotomy, a false parallel between the God of the Old Testament and the God of the New Testament? But like understanding and like pouring through the scriptures, allowing the understanding of fatherhood to be in, to be formed by mm. the God of the Old Testament. Who, I mean, there's a whole thing on perspective. It's like when you see your your, your father when you're young, you oftentimes don't understand it, and then right. it's only when you get into your 20s or 30s that you start understanding. Oh, okay, 
That's why. That's, that's why. why it was that, tough on me. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. why. And so, like, also, this, but the same thing is true with the Old Testament. Is like how often people have read, even we ourselves possibly have read the Old Testament and have come across this understanding of judging God in the Old Testament. But that, my favorite line, actually, in the Old Testament is from Ezekiel, um, where God points out to Ezekiel, he's like, when the sinner dies for his sin, he's like, but if the sinner is willing to repent, I'm willing to forgive him. On the other hand, if a good person goes from being good to being evil, then yeah, I'm going to punish them and they're gonna die because of their sin. And yet you say my ways are not fair. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's like, are my ways not fair, O son of man, but are your ways not fair? Yeah. It's like understanding God as he reveals himself, not as we project onto him in the Old right. Testament, because it's, it's the God of the Old Testament who is revealed in fullness in the New Testament. Mm. Right. And it's only- It's the same God. It's yeah. the same God. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, it's the Father. Like Jesus came not to, revo- not to reveal the face of himself. He came to reveal the true face of the Father. The face you've of, seen me, you've seen the Father. If you've yeah. seen me, you've seen the Father, and which is why like, the Father delights in us. Like The Father is willing to forgive us stupidly, prodigally, yeah. like 70 times seven. As long as we're willing yeah. to be humble and as long as we're willing to be honest, he'll take us back and forgive us. So, like, yeah. that's, not a, that's not a wrathful God who's throwing lightning bolts. That's, 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 yeah. the, that's the demonic twisting of the Father. Hmm. Like, yeah. Had a good Irish priest used to call it, uh, God's madly in love with you. And, that, and that's really what you get from this is, is you know, God's madly in love with us. God insanely is in love with us. Stupidly. Once, stupidly. Stupidly. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, he, he's, you know, he really is the one getting the raw end of the deal here, you know? Yeah. I mean, it feels that way. But, you know, as he lifts us up, I mean, you know, that that's where the joy of the Father is. I, mean, I don't know about you, but that's the best feeling I get is when someone tells you that there's something you said or something you did, and specifically something you didn't even know you were doing. Right. That, that lifts people up. Man, I mean, they're... That that is that really is a, a great feeling, and you know I think you said it a minute ago about prayer. When people tell you they're praying for you, how how humble that is. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's very, um, yeah. It, it makes you very humble to realize that people love you and think about you, and it also tells you just how important what we're doing is. That people recognize that there's um, that, that this isn't easy, and that there's there's a lot to this, and that they want to support us so much, so you know that they're willing to take time out of their day just to pray for us. Mm-hmm. I mean, what a beautiful thing for for us as, as fathers. I mean, I, you know, it, you know, as a biological father, it's always nice if somebody comes up to me and tells me that one of my kids have done well, or, or I, maybe I've treated you know my child well, and they've told me, oh, you've been a good father for that. Um, you know, as priests, the same thing. The, the more that, mm. that that people actually encourage us in the things that we're doing well, and and you know can can compliment their priests, I, I would just simply say, you know, pray for your priests, compliment them, be encouraging towards them. And there's so many that not so many. There's very few that that aren't supportive of their priest. Mm. Um, but but, but those, those few can be. Loud. Yeah, those those <laughs> are the ones. Those are the voices we hear probably the most. Are the right. people who are upset with us and, and do, you know and are discouraged. We love them too. We love them too. Absolutely. <laughs> but, but we need other, to hear but, that. But the other side as well. Yeah. If but, you yeah. do have something good to say, man, say yeah, it. Yeah, that, please that. say it because we, we really do need that. Anytime someone tells me I had a, a good homily or whatever, I always tell them, you know, thank you for saying that. I, I really need your encouragement. And just so that they know we appreciate it. We you're not it's your encouragement's not falling on deaf ears. And you know, there, there's never been a time when I told my dad that I loved him, or when I thanked him for something that he did for me that he was like, "Ah, oh, come on, you don't have to do that." You know, yeah. never. He always appraised that. And matter of fact, embraced me for it. And so, you know, that really is 
what we need, but, but I mean, that's also what we give back to God the Father himself, to, to praise him for, for the, his goodness, the way he takes care of us, and, and the way he loves us. Absolutely. We, start, we started this with the scripture passage yeah. from, uh, from Matthew 23, uh, where it says, uh, call no one on earth your father. You have but one father in heaven. And hopefully you understand a little bit more why we call priests father, but you also call your, your, your biological dad father as well. Yeah. That's a participation in the fatherhood of God. And it's one of the great joys that we have um, as, as priests uh, to, uh, to do that. So I'm, I'm super grateful for you guys. I, I can't say enough. Just I'm so grateful for the priests who have been good fathers to me good spiritual fathers, especially in confession. Confession yeah. is a great place to encounter the fatherhood of God in and through the humanity of the priest. But thank you guys for, 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 for being good priests and, and, and for everyone uh, watching, uh, for your support for us, um, the, all those who are supporting us on Patreon too, we're, we, we're so grateful to you. If, if you think about supporting us that way, it would be awesome for to have a regular um, donation in and through the Patreon platform. Also, if you're liking and sharing and subscribing to these videos as well, that helps us get the message out. Um, but Father Doug, Father Tom, I'm Father Michael. Uh, thanks for joining us here at Catholic in America. God bless. Thank you.